Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited about this one. Me too. I think it's going to be really good. Ready to go? Yep. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. We normally do a little bit of silly banter and like um, audio testing before we jump in, but That's we went true. from like serious conversation We're about really life good. stuff and yeah. then jumped right in on a and dime, it, and it made me feel very performative and it got me giggly. <laughs> <laughs> we get giggly pretty easy. That's also true. I feel like every time we read that intro, because yeah. we do it fresh every time, we get a little silly. It makes me happy. It's <laughs> me like too. trigger happiness trigger. I have to tell you. Your home is inconvenient to get to in some ways. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like far from the subway. But like every time I take that walk from the subway, I just like get in a better and better mood because I know I'm coming to do this. I know. Sometimes I hit like a tired point at this day too. Yeah. But I, this wakes me up. It it's gets me true. so happy about my life and everything it's true. I can do. We go from witching hour to bitching hour. Yeah. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, um, hey. You have new specs, too. I know. I'm copying. I really like Thank them. Thank you. Um, I need them. If I tried to wear those specs, they would fit on one eye. <laughs> They're teensy. <laughs> They're just little guys. I think I'm going to be podcasting a lot better today. I think so, too. Yeah. You're going to have clear vision mm-hmm. for the future. Yes. <laughs> um, do we have any show notes? Um, I don't think so. I, I have one small one. Oh, go on. So, recently... There's been a, a life change in your life, and we don't have to say what it is. Oh, no, we can say what it uh, is. Totally up to okay. you. Do you want to say? Yeah. I'm going to be, I wanted to talk about it later. So Okay, I, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. This is foreshadowing. You've had a big life change. I know it was kind of a big decision for you. Yeah. So I got you something to help out what? with this oh big decision. God. Oh, it's super small and super silly. But um, I know <gasps> that you're, you know, you're Catholic, and so I got you this candle, and you can pray. Shut up. You can pray to the person Look who on it. it. Is. <laughs> oh shit! So it's like a That's it's funny. like a Catholic saint candle. What are those called? I don't know. It's like one of those candles, like Mexican that you, candles. Yeah, it's like, like like Latin culture. <gasps> they pray to this like tall, skinny candle with like a saint on it. But this one has childish Gambino on it. Yeah. I am, du- I am dead. So if ever you're fig- you're doubtful about your decision or you're worried about work <gasps> stuff, just light that I'm thing make and a pray shrine. to it. Well, also. Like to to speak about show notes, um, we can use this for candle hour. I was just gonna say now that I know about candle there's hour, there's like all these fucking candles in my house, and Eric's like, uh, "Are you guys in a cult? Like, I why are there in, candles everywhere?" And it was like just one of those bathtub scenes where everything is surrounded by half melted like candles. It's yeah. super sexy. Yeah, I am, I immediately slipped off my robe. Yeah, but we, you always do that. <laughs> That's true. So it wasn't weird. But um, I actually got this tip from a podcast. I think it's called Nocturnal, mm. and she was saying it's a really relaxing tradition for her the host that she does candle hour which means for an hour she does it a few times a week she turns off everything she turns off her phones on no screens and just sits in candle darkness before she goes to bed and it helps her sleep it clears her mind and like i'm not good at not doing anything so dj jwoo and i have like mixed it up a little bit we changed it we like pick an album and we put it on our turntable and we listen to the whole album from beginning to end because we don't really do that much anymore Think, you know, you listen to things on Spotify right, and stuff. Yeah. So we pick an album. We kind of like look forward to it. Tomorrow we're going to the record store to get a new one. That's so fun. So I don't know if it, it, it definitely calms me down. I feel so like it makes me really tired. I'm not yeah. a good sleeper. Yeah. So candle hour, try it. That sounds like a really nice idea. I think our version of that is like when we're watching a show that like seems like it's going to be our last one. We tell um, A-L-E-X-A. I don't want to get her oh, going. God. Uh, to turn off the lights. So it's not as like, yours is the way cooler version. You're like, we light candles and put on a vinyl. And we're like, well, while we're watching Kimmy Schmidt, we turn off the lights. That's cute though, <laughs> but the whole point is they have a ritual. It's true. That's, the point. That's true. It like tells your tells yeah. your brain that it's time for bed. Yeah, well, thank you for the very you're, cool candle. You're very welcome. I'm I hope so happy. It's a good addition to your candle hour. Oh my gosh. I'm going to bring it with me to work and like light it and like, <gasps> all, and like I'll carry it around to meetings and yes. stuff. And I'll be like, what? And I'm like, candle time okay I feel great about that well if there's no other show nuts well your we, voice is back my oh. voice is back you may still hear a hack or two because this thing is a uh, hanging on oh god damn it 
I know. But you sound stupendous. Thank you. I mean, I really liked the episode where your voice was gone. That was a good little archival. But but it's good to know you're healthy. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, Let's jump into podcast challenge. This is the segment right at the top of every show where we challenge each other to listen to an episode or a podcast that we think the other person might be really interested in. Yes. That felt like such a canned, cheesy description, but I swear it was off the top of my head. You could have been selling a car. Hey. Hey. A brand new club number before seen half price that the other one just might go wild about. Oh my God. Have you considered being a car salesman? It sounds like it's promising for you podcast 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 i think all podcasters could be car dealers yeah like they have they have this in them where they're like salesy and yeah amusing and there's a thing about like filling shady as fuck yeah yeah yeah. so shady that's true (laughs) people always tell me they remind me of a used car salesman it's a compliment thank you thank you um okay so last week you challenged me to a podcast called you're all making it worse (laughs) Can we go back and forth each sentence? Yeah, like we go back and forth with each. That'll be enjoyable yeah, for everyone. I think so and too. Difficult. Um, okay, so wait, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go to my challenge notes. Okay. Um, okay, so you're making it worse. Is a podcast where hosts Elliot Glazer, Brent Sullivan, and H. Allen Scott, who are all writers, comedians, and gay men, talk to each other and guests about the gay experience, the good and the bad. Um, guests have included Nicole Byer, Amanda Seals, and Louis Fertel, all favorites who we've listened to on podcasts on the show. Uh, but I listened to the episode, you're, you're going to be surprised, not with Louis Fertel, but with Drag Race alum, Alaska. I don't even think I listened to that one yet. Is it old? It's the very first one. Get out of I town. Went, back to the archives. Oh my gosh. So tell me about it. I know. I'm excited to tell you. So Alaska, if you don't know, was on RuPaul's Drag Race season five. And she was the winner, spoiler alert, of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 2. And she's like one of our favorites. I really freaking love her. Okay. Uh, so on our podcast, we have talked about how we mostly want to talk about really positive things. And we like to talk about things that we're like passionate and happy about, but by their own ambition, this podcast is not about it, about it. <laughs> they are happy to complain and argue and talk about things they don't love. So that's a little bit of like my caveat for it is I like, I don't always agree with them either, but uh, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And, and I will say a lot of times they'll, um, discuss something argue about something and then kind of change their point of view and like get to either a place where i'm more in agreement or at least somewhere where i can like totally see their point which i really like yeah i I know folks won't change their minds but they all respect each other enough to do so also there's something about them where you can tell they're nice people so it never comes from like a hateful wanting to look for terrible things place and like nice and also very smart so it's Mm -hmm. like even if you're reeling against something it's an opinion i respect because i think you're all really smart you know um but yeah they're all just super interesting the and the guest lineups alone or honestly a dream yeah i just love it so much i mean if we had those guests our podcast would be number one on the charts i would think so um so a bonus is that at the end of this episode they talked about grape nuts and it gave me serious nostalgia (laughs) do you remember grape nuts i sure do cereal but i do not associate it with nostalgia well i just i associate it with like ouch i ate it a lot a lot as a kid well no that's and you had a good child so it makes sense yeah yeah oh my god now i know what we're having for dinner next time you come over i would not turn it down you know what else i liked as a kid it was product 19 (laughs) do you even remember that cereal whoa that's it was basically like did you grow up in like a testing facility area sounds like i know it does sound like clinical like like, no i swear this was a this doctor would come over and feed it to me and then he would make me walk in a balance beam i loved a big peeping bowl of oat trial xb then he took off my pants (laughs) oh gosh no it was it was a real cereal and it was really good it was sort of like cornflakes i don't know i don't know what to tell you did you like your grape nuts like really really like soggy or crunchy i liked that oh <laughs> you're like waiting to hear the answer face is so, so good um i would definitely wait, wait, like sh- them. wait what do you think he's gonna say djj oh. soggy or, or crunchy definitely crunchy. i think he's gonna say soggy wow djj Wu knows me way better i was just so hopeful yeah. you were gonna say soggy hey, hey, hey. 
I like them so Everyone soaked. says crunchy. Like, listen, soak them for like 20 seconds, you know, no. let them, let the outside get a little soft, but then you got to keep that crunch. You got to. I used to, uh, cornflakes is the only cereal I ever liked. What? I know. It kind of makes you eat them with haste. Yeah, no, that's no. true. No, I, no, I would, I would pour true. the milk in the cornflakes and then go put my clothes on. No, yep. you're a monster. And then, oh, it's like mushy no. and like, oh. Why not just like eat oatmeal. like porridge? I yeah. don't know. I also no one agrees with me. That's why I was like so excited. I saw a glimmer in your mm. eyes, and I thought perhaps I had found one person. We all always have seals, so I'm not. It's, it's true. Our friendship is fine. We'll always have a million things, and we true. don't like eat cereal together that often. It's so also it's not true. like we're gonna fight. We very rarely eat cereal together. That wouldn't work because, like, I would be like, "Let's just wait a little bit," yeah. and you would be like, Arr. Well, Especially because when you eat cereal with a person, you have to eat out of the same bowl, right? And you have to like lock arms. You and have like, to lock wait, arms. are you right or left-handed? Left, so that would work. Okay, well, maybe we that should consider. Would work. Yeah. Okay, maybe it should be something besides cereal that we lock arms and That's eat. That's true. It could be. It could be something else. All right. Well, overall rating for <laughs> you're making it worse. The podcast was I will definitely be revisiting this one, Yay. and I gave it a rating of so gay hooray oh oh my <laughs> goodness i didn't even know that rating existed and i love it <laughs> thank you for that challenge oh my gosh thank you for like, giving it a really good listen and enjoying it and agreeing with me hey <laughs> it was my pleasure now what do you got from me i am challenging you to a fairly new podcast so called excited. taste buds have Never you heard of it heard have you listened cha-cha-cha-ching Y'all, if you're what? new to the podcast... I really have never fucking heard of it. Lauren what? always, always, always knows and has listened to the podcast I challenge Wait, with. I'm a little suspicious. Did you start this podcast and it's privately recorded in your apartment and that's why sort I've never of. heard of it? Okay. I have not started it yet. I intend to. Oh, So I'm starting this podcast called Taste Buds. Okay. <laughs> that would have been funny if I was like, I heard of it. I've listened <laughs> to everything. No, okay. It's just fairly new. So this food reporter, Corey Mintz, joins Restaurant Insiders after hours to eat, drink, and talk about the food industry in a brand new new podcast from Canada land. Oh my god. No? Sounding familiar? No? Not at all. It's Not pretty new. at all. So the epi- I want you to listen to a specific episode okay. called Slaughtered with Love and Care. <gasps> this is going to be so great. I'm excited. I think this has to be my new tactic is like brand spanking new podcasts. Yeah. Which in- more so ensures you haven't heard of it yet. Uh so Slaughtered with Love and Care, the episode, includes, among other guests, Danny McCollum, who is a radical environmentalist who is now the chef of a steakhouse that serves steaks for $1,200. Like, there is a steak on the menu for $1,200. Wow, that's an interesting tactic to get people to go vegetarian. Like, if you oh. would like meat, it's going <gasps> to It's going to be so expensive. That's really funny. So, his... A while back, his roommates were blown up by a bomb, presumably for their activism and possibly by the FBI. So, he just has a really interesting... Like history, um, and both he and host Corey Mintz are longtime vegans. So this guy who owns this restaurant that serves wow. these steaks is a vegan. Um, in this episode, they discuss kind of the ethics of cooking these steaks. I am so excited about this. I really hope you I enjoy am, it. I want to turn. I want to stop right now and listen to it. I mean, we honestly could. Okay, I'll get you some cereal. All right, great. But I'm worried that I won't be able to hear the podcast because you're going to be cr- a crunching. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, maybe wait. you could maybe you could listen later then. Okay. <laughs> sure. Thank you. You're very welcome. You have officially been challenged. No, I accept <laughs> this challenge. Um. Well, now that we've got the fun part of the way, oh now we've got to you know <laughs> pay the man. This episode is brought to you by Betterment. Have you ever been sucking on a Tic Tac and been struck by the realization that your breath enhancer has lost its luster? Are your Altoids far too curious and much too strong? Have you been shopping around for the perfect mint for you? Well, look no further, because Bettermint is here to give you a better mint for your mouth. According to their website, Bettermint is the smart, modern way to invest, which I'm not totally sure I understand, but I'm assuming it's referring to that thing when there were red onions in your salad and you have to shove a fistful of mints into your pie hole. Each state-of-the-art mint comes individually wrapped and shipped in a refrigerated box. And if these mints aren't better than your current mint, just send them back for a full refund unless you've already been sucking on them or something. Use discount code PODCASTPODCAST to receive a mint sampler, which includes a half of a better mint, and QR code that links to their Facebook page. How advanced. Thanks, Betterment. 
Wow, thank you so much, Betterment. Wow. You know, I, I want that have... QR code. Anything <laughs> for the QR code. Anything. <laughs> well, pop on their website and enter code discount, <laughs> discount code podcast podcast. Anything. That's all you got to do. You're looking like you would murder someone for it, but anything. you just have to enter the discount well, I code. I would do anything. <laughs> it could be worse and more, and listen, I would do it. Listen. Do you understand? QR code, guys. Did you hear that? Should we start over? Do they hear it? Do you what think is they it? Heard it? 20, DJ, what was this recording? It's recording, right? They heard about the QR code. Yeah, it's on. Okay. It must Just be the checking. future. Just checking. Okay. Whew. I, I... I just urinated in my drawers. I know, listen, I know you're flustered. I am too. That is that is the joy that of Betterment. There's so many joys. Yeah. Thanks, Betterment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. I was like not excited to read the ad, but like, whew. Now I'm not excited to go to segment one. <laughs> just kidding. Still excited. Excitement is high. Wait, what is what is our first clip? Oh my god, I'm so glad you asked. Tell me about it. <laughs> it's from Popcast. Um, Wait, I kind of like that, like forced, scripted. I'm so glad you asked. Well, Lauren, well, what is our clip first clip it's one? The P- Popcast, which is. Have you heard of the New York Times? I'd love oh. to hear about it. I mean, no. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. Um, the Popcast is from the New York Times. It's like an audio podcast it's called i don't know if you've heard of that kind of podcast um it's hosted by john caramancia a pop music critic for the new york times and it covers the latest in pop music criticism trends and more i like because it really dives into topics we might have even talked about it before but anyway i it sounds familiar i'm not sure if we have um this time this one is hosted by joan perilous but the guests are bobby finger and Lindsay weber um do you recognize those names? Yes, they, yes. They host Wait, uh, or sorry, um, Who Weekly, the podcast about like B-level celebrities. Oh, D-level celebrities. <laughs> they're like professionals on like non-celebrities, yeah. and they're hysterical and super smart. They're the best at finding the smart in the dumb. Yeah, I think that's right. how I would explain it. Right, like digesting stupid pop culture and finding like interesting revelations. Or something in it. you would think they're so that's so dumb. There's nothing there, and yeah. they find something there that's yeah. very interesting. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you heard about this in the news. This is what they're talking about in this episode. Um, when super fans attack is the name of it. Um, there was a freelance writer and Nicki Minaj fan named Juana Thompson, and she has like 14,000 followers on Twitter, and she tweeted, you know how dope it would be if Nicki put out mature content? No silly shit, just reflecting on past relationships, being a boss, hardships, etc. She's turning 40 soon, a new direction is needed. I mean, not a big deal, right? Mm. Like, some criticism sure. from a fan, sure. you know. Well, the Nicki Minaj fans started attacking her, and... Nikki kind of galvanized them further by chiming in also. Uh, they posted pictures of her daughter. They were telling her to kill herself. Uh, she got fired from her job. It became this humongous thing. Just think about it. Nikki Minaj, like, ret- like you're dead. Yeah. R.I.P. to <clears throat> you. She's the type of celebrity that the fans are die hard mm-hmm. and obsessive, right? Yeah. We, we would call it a stan these yeah, days. We They're would. standing for Nicki Minaj. Which, for those of you who don't know what a stan is, it's a millennial term that combines stalker and fan. Yes. And it actually, I think, originated from that the song Stan, the Eminem song, about oh. a super obsessive fan who kills himself for oh. Eminem. That's tough. My tea's gone cold. I wonder why. <laughs> oh, that one was Dido. Yeah. That song. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Which that's um, not a, that's an old song. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, we're bringing it back. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I haven't really been able to concentrate because Monty's dancing. Monty's incredible. I can't even. What did I just say? He's I don't even know. I was not listening to my own voice. But anyway, um, Monty, are you done being a goofball? Because I want to play a clip. Though we've discussed how stands can be used, like to wield, you know, to to attack, mm-hmm. but they also prop up the person that they stand and sort of boost their ego. So, like, you know, I've definitely seen people been like, "Oh, hey guys, you know, really need some love today," and the stands are all like rushing to, you know, flood them with positivity and encouragement. The other, I the think flip- that's kind of how Taylor uses it. Yeah, really. but I think the flip side of that is, and I'm not going to name any names, but I think that there are artists who burrow too deeply in that safety blanket 
and don't realize that the tide has turned against them. Yes. Because they only see. Can't imagine who you're talking about. <laughs> Look, I'm talking about a few people here. I, I have a few names yeah. in yeah. mind. Yeah, a few people uh, we've probably totally. discussed on this very podcast. DM, DM for details. <laughs> it's probably easy to do that, too. It's like you're it pr- you can really easily protect yourself. You got verified checkmark. You can do yeah. a lot of stuff you against block, seeing. You block people that you don't want to see. Yeah, you see only and, what you want to yeah, see. And the more famous you get, I think the easier it is to like shut out the outside world yeah. and to just be you know to be surrounded by yes not only yes men in your crew and in your corporation but yes men like in your public right i think it's funny because they can't even name the people they're talking about because mm-hmm. the stands <clears throat> will come for them uh-huh it's so true um in fact <laughs> bobby and Lindsay learned this the hard way um, they were talking about Bryce Dallas Howard on their mm-hmm. podcast. Do you happen to know who that is? Uh, who doesn't know who Bryce Dallas okay, Howard is? She's my new favorite actress. She's amazing. I'm standing. So a lot her. of folks know her from Jurassic World right now. She's of course the daughter of Ron Howard. Or a lot of people don't know her. Well, you could also look true. at it that way. I have been a fan of hers since uh, she was in a lot of M Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah, because she's not good, and that's all she can get in. Oh. Ooh, sorry. I oh, oh shit. They're gonna come. They're gonna. Come. I'm just joking. I'm I mean, joking. They would no, if anyone listens. She's literally my favorite actress. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't get I'm it. not joking. This. She's now my new favorite actress. But you think she's bad? I was joking. She's my new favorite actress. Oh. New favorite actress. <laughs> but so they were nervous. like talking about her, and they were like, "No, I'm not even serious. I don't really like actresses that much. Yeah. She's my favorite." Okay. I don't like any other actresses more than I like what's her name? Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> um, I am in the group of stands. Stands. I am one of you. But so Bobby and Lindsay are talking about Bryce Dallas Howard, and they're like, she, no one could be standing for her, right? Well, guess who had some a humongous group of stands raring to go? Um, the fans went insane and attacked Lindsay and Bobby. Um, Bobby and Lindsay have called them the villagers because she adorable. was in the village, yeah, which is honestly one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yo, I kind of like that super movie. Underrated. Yeah, yeah, Thank totally, you. totally, totally. I'm not joking. A yeah. lot of people hit on that movie. Yeah, no, no, no. It will. It was. It was. Uh, it was overhyped, and then he was like in that that mode of like. Yes. Everyone was expecting the next big. It was like right after he had to blow their everyone's minds, or it was like garbage. You know right? What, you know what I say to right. people that don't like that movie? Get over yourself. <laughs> That's what I always say. You know what I say to the people who hate that movie? What? Go live in a village. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh man, I can't wait to like come across the next person that says they didn't like that movie, so I can use that line. Yeah. Note to self: Don't forget, everyone. <laughs> This podcast is turning into a Bryce Dallas Howard stand podcast. This, okay, we're gonna we're gonna create a new podcast about all about breaking down the village. Oh my god, I, not a bad idea. Yeah. at all. Okay, we great. could like invite people to talk about the village. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, because of this, it's hard to be honest on, on social media, and you could even hear it in that clip. They couldn't even name names because you're you're afraid to get attacked. Right. Um. You almost can't say negative things if you know, like. And, and like this happens a lot within communities of fans like that. The woman that you spoke about at the top, like she was a Nicki Minaj fan. She's a big fan. It happens. I, we love drag race. As I mentioned before, listening to Alaska, um, this happens so much with drag race fans where it's like one queen said something mean to a different drag queen on the show. And then that person's fans like go ham on them and just like, send them threats and like go just go crazy and i think it's on the celebrity whose fans are rallying like this to say cut it out not to or galvanize them exactly, exactly. or like retweet someone for them to attack like it's important that they make sure they're not in support of it you know i'm glad you brought up drag race cuz they're talking about music but i think it is important to bring up that it's everyone yeah it's and every little community there's actually a famous author i'm not going to say because I don't want to get in trouble, who totally is cruel, has total stands, who will attack for this author. It's in the literary community. You think these are like nice, dorky readers. And I was the reason I wanted to talk about this was I was personally attacked. You were? By a very famous, meanie face author. And I will Wait, tell you about it later. Mouth their name. 
I am. You not, were? Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. do I know why? I we haven't talked about it. Okay. Yet. So anyway, okay. but it just got me thinking. Like, this is mean and like hurtful and like. It, it's like th- when people are ganging up on you, it's like it's a little scary. Yeah. And yeah. anyway, um, Lindsay points out that the reason people get so hardcore is because they've invested so much. Some of these people like they have like paid money to like buy everything <laughs> and go see everything. And so at some point there's no turning back. Right. Like they have to sub- be a lifer for these fans. And it gets to the point almost where like if you were an R. Kelly fan and like standing for R. Kelly, at what point are you going to be like, nah, I can't listen to R. Right, Kelly anymore. Right. That's you know, true. Like, when do you bail? You get a tattoo and then you find out that the person is a rapist. Like when, maybe we shouldn't stand for anyone because right. everyone is awful. Let's just not like no one's perfect. Don't idolize anyone. Right. Except well, our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, that's why I got my, I, I, um, I, I, I got a tattoo over top of my, back tattoo of kevin spacey and now it's a rose bush oh my god well his face kind of already looked like it's true sometimes you have to make changes that was and that was a popular design that they had to do they were like are you in for the spacey redo (laughs) yep um oh my god anyways i thought it'd be fun to really quick play a game yes where um i'm going to name some celebrities okay who are not i'm not going to say anything about them actually great but um I, i want you to guess what their stand names are. Cause a lot of these have yes. like famous, they call themselves something, yes. right? Um, hang on a second. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Now, let's go quickly. Cause there's a good amount. Okay, great. Okay. Adam Lambert. Wait, <laughs> How am I, I know you said to go quickly, to but can I say something really quickly about yes. Adam Lambert? I thought at first you were going to say like, do you stand them or no? And Adam Lambert, this is part part of being a community in 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 a community or in a marginalized group. So, in a straight space, I would be like totally a fan of Adam Lambert and like all about him. I support gay artists, but if I was in like a safe gay space, I'd be like, "Who's not my favorite?" That's is that weird? Yeah, <clears throat> that's very interesting. I know. It's like you have to protect your own, but then once you get into it, you're like, I don't know. Rub sweat. Yeah, that's what that yeah, is. that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Anyway, let's start again. I'm guessing what their stand group name is. Yeah, sorry, this is really hard. No, no, I'm bullshit. excited. Okay, Wait, uh, can you give an example of a stand group name? Yes. So people know the convention, you know. Kesha, they're called the Animals. Perfect, love okay. it. Okay, Adam Lambert. Uh, Lam- Lamborghinis. Glamberts. Hmm. Ariana Grande. Uh, ponytails. Arianators. Ooh. By the way, she's really sweet to her Arianators. Like she's really nice. I love she's a good. That. She's good. I, she she uh, uses this for good. I love her and I love I Pete Davidson too, and I I'm all about too. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Uh Barry Manilow. This one I know it's Fanilos. Oh my god, ding ding ding. I know. Yeah. Bella Thorne. Ah, uh, Thornheads. Bellarinas. Oh cute. Bebe Rexha. Rexheads. Rexhars. Close. Oh. Here's one you might know. Beyonce. Beehive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariah Carey. Oh, um, lip syncers. Lambs. Oh. <laughs> uh, Miley Cyrus. Uh, uh, smi- smileys. Oh my God, smilers. Okay, because her dad used to call her smiley as a kid. Oh, that's I, cute though. Okay. I don't know, you know why I know too that. Too much about this. Meryl okay. Streep. Oh, uh, streepers. Oh my God, uh-huh. you're. Is that right? Yes. That was a guess. Uh, Lady Gaga. Monsters. Mm-hmm. I know that one. Uh, Kelly Rowland. Uh, um, uh, bridesmaids. Rolling Stones. Oh, because Ta- she's like a bridesmaid to always a bridesmaid, oh, never yeah. a bride. You know that one hurts. Um, Taylor Swift. Uh, Swifties. Yeah, ding that ding. was also a guess. Great. And the best one, Madonna. Virgins. <laughs> the Madonna wannabes. That's good. Hey, let's just <laughs> let's I, just say what it is. Okay. I'm into it. You did really well on that. Thanks. Some of them were guesses. Wait, okay, so I got you this candle with Childish Gambino, and I know you love him. If you had to create a stand group for Childish Gambino, what would it be? I feel like naturally be like the Gambinos or yeah. the Gambinis. Gambinis. That's, the right. Gam- That's what I would think. The Gambabies. <gasps> Gambabies, I like it. What okay, about you, DJ Justin, Jay? yeah, what's your favorite music group, and what would your stand group be? Or it doesn't have to be your favorite music group, just off the top of your head. Well, what about for Childish Gambino? What would you, if you yeah. were standing, what would you want to call it? Mine was the childish gam babies. Mm, I guess I would go with. Um, I know I took the only good one. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. For that. What was what was the last record you listened to during uh, Candle Hour? Oh, Jay Dilla. 
Okay. Donuts. Oh. Well, that's a great stand name. Dill nuts. The donuts. The donuts. Oh, donuts. Right? Yeah. Okay. Or donut holes. Okay, that's, that's cute. cute. I like that. All right. We. You know what? I'm gonna look up. Yeah. I'm, I. I don't. Or you could call them Popums, because that's like that brand of donut uh, yes. holes. <laughs> I was trying to think of like the hostess version of like donut holes. Right. But I could, I just, I drew a blind. I think that's it, right? Pop-ums? Is it pop I think that's oh, the hostess. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I Those are good. Yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah. seem to have a okay. fan name yet, so it looks like it's Pop-ums. Appointed. Okay. Appointed. <laughs> We've got a lot of, we got a lot done. We're getting a lot done. Okay. Um, thanks for listening. Bryce Dallas Howard is now a new favorite actress. <laughs> Can I say for the record, I genuinely do like Bryce Dallas Howard a lot. I I'll hold you do to that. Too. I'm not joking. I know you think I'm joking. I'm. What do I have in the show notes? The yeah, show notes. no, it's very clearly articulated in the show notes, but I just am not buying it. I am 100% serious. <laughs> well, then I guess we're in agreement. Listen, I don't, it's not a big compliment. I don't love actresses. Yeah. She's also on the latest season of Arrested Development because oh. her dad, Ron Howard, is the voiceover and he produces and he's on the season. Because Ron Howard is the only one who has been smart enough to recognize her genius. Oh my gosh, the way you're talking about it really makes it seem like you're joking. I am 100% <laughs> dead serious as a dead baby. Okay. Um, should Whoa. we jump into clip two? Yes, we should. That was a really good one. I Ooh. I had so much fun during that last yeah. clip. Isn't it fun to think about how it weird is. everyone is? Okay. It is. It is. Okay. Uh, so every time we play a clip from Keep It, which this clip is from Keep It, we have to, one, give credit to Lauren for challenging me to listening to every it. Every time. Via our challenging segment. Thank you. And two, we have to give credit to Alan because he keeps suggesting these clips because he loves Keep It so much. Um, any, any podcast friend of Alan's is a friend of mine. Agreed. So if if you aren't as well versed in Keep It as my husband is, it covers the intersection of pop culture and politics, and it's hosted by Ira Madison III, Kara Brown, and Louis Fertel. It's hilarious and challenging and smart, and it's just like a great way to digest this information. I love it. In this episode, which features LKP favorite Guy Branham, who you uh, recently met, I met him yesterday. Hello, he happened to be the guest on this episode. Um, the trio of hosts are discussing the recent controversial casting of Scarlett Johansson in a biopic about Dante Tex Grill, who was a trans man who ran a prostitution ring in the 70s and 80s. Have, had you heard about this controversy? Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yes. So, obviously, Scarlett Johansson is not a man, let alone a trans man. So, there was a lot of backlash about her casting. Um, and in response to the backlash, her rep said, quote, Tell them they can be directed to Jeffrey Tambor, Jared Leto, and Felicity Huffman's reps for comment. The reference is, of course, these are all cisgender actors who have played trans roles. So here's the discussion. Well, the thing is, at least Felicity Huffman, it was 13 goddamn years ago, yeah. and it was at least a woman yes. playing a woman. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, to use such a dated reference. Like, people also used to do blackface in a really casual <laughs> way, girl. Like, are you just going to point to them if Go you want to play? Go Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, like, if... <laughs> Tropic Thunder made money. But the thing no, is, it's, it's, like, it's like if she defended Ghost in the Shell by being like, well, Mickey Rooney in Breakfast right, at Tiffany's exactly, did a wonderful job. Exactly. But the, the Tropic Thunder thing is the thing that gets me. It's like, our cool guy is doing something cool. And, like, it restricts the people who get to be cool guys if it's always like, look at me. I've done something outre. <laughs> also, I mean, like, okay, when you hear about New York in the 70s and people are like, you would run to your car because you thought the son of Sam was going to get you, I now feel like, Women and people of color are running to their cars to escape Scarlett Johansson playing them in movies. <laughs> She's going to take my life rights. I know it. Wait, I need to bring something up, though, that you didn't mention. Yeah. She d now denied the part. Well, right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, she sorry. Has, no, 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 don't be silly. She has since quit the project. Right. I mean, obviously. Sorry. I wasn't sure. I just think that's important to know. But it's funny because I almost was, I was kind of arguing with my dad about this because my dad is in the camp of like, they should, they should be trying to get the best person to be the part. And she's a very talented actress. And my point is like, I don't fucking care. And also, um, when she gave away the part, my dad was like, see, she did the right thing. And I was like, 
not because she wanted to. And also too late. Yeah. I I was almost more mad. Yeah. Because it was like, at least stick with your bigotry. Well, there's a few things. So I have this further down in the the show notes. Sorry. No, 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 don't be silly. Addressing this exact thing, because I think a lot of people say, well, it should just be the best actor for the role. But Were your show notes in all day? Because I didn't see this. No, no, no. I added them last minute. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Um, I feel like that's a bullshit argument because like uh, until trans actors start getting cast in cis roles and until actors of color are cast in roles not initially written for characters of colors, like you cannot come at me with this argument. It is just imbalanced. These folks are not represented and they're not given jobs. And so in theory, in a world that every person is cast based on their acting talent and not based on who they are. Great. You know, movie star women who have, have all the roles can take a trans man role. But until that happens, until a cis, a, until a trans man can play a cis man in any part whenever he wants, she she can't do that. And also, this is not her first casting controversy. So, like a year ago, she was in this movie called Ghost in the Shell and played a Japanese character. And it bombed. It fucking bombed. It was the same director. It fucking bombed. It was bombed. the same director? Yeah. So it just feels like, yeah, she gave up the part, but like... Too little, too late, and also way too late. Also, it. I'm sick of people being like, well, we all need to be equal. It's like, no, we really don't. Like, people with unheard voices need a boost. Yeah. Not, we don't need, oh my God, it was making, it, it really, really was upsetting to me. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, I know, I'm glad you brought this up. Cause, and it was funny because when I was talking to my dad about it, we, this doesn't usually happen with us, but we ended the conversation saying, well, I guess you think this and I think this and there is, there's really nowhere to go. Yeah. There's not like a lot of room for like, Right, like middle ground. It's right. like I, I really completely d- think I, I'm kind of. What's the opposite of a stand? That's what I am for Scarlett Johansson. Come after me, Come, you know. I don't care. A hater. I mean, yeah, any other part, Scarlett. You're a white woman. Any other yeah. part. Yeah, and even aside from like the you know like representation and all like. No, sorry, not aside from that. Aside from like the casting piece and wanting things to be equitable, like representation really matters. So regardless of your argument of best actor or not, like it is important for young trans guys to see a trans man reflected back to them, especially in a story about a trans man. This is all coming from people who grew up watching stories of their experiences. Uh They do not know what it's like. And I don't really know what it's like. You're right. But I was listening to Guy Branham talk last night and he was saying the same thing. One reason he got so into weird pop culture things is because he was growing up in a place where there weren't a lot of gay people and like he wasn't, he had never heard his story be told anywhere. I don't know what that's like. That's crazy. Never. And real fast, I am so sick of the argument when people are like, well, we used to do this. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. Like, And it's like, yeah, because we fucking evolve. We're, yeah. we're getting better, guys. Right. Isn't it great? Isn't that good? Right. Like, Ugh. yeah, if we were making Trans America today, Felicity Huffman hopefully would not be cast because guess what? Someone opened the door and started casting trans actors. And so now yeah. we have trans actresses. Right. Who could play that role? And, you know, it's funny because I really like the movie Boys Don't Cry. And yeah. that's Hillary, Hillary Swank. Swank. Uh-huh. But that was an important... That had never been in a movie before. Yeah. I, I That was a stepping stone. That's and exactly we're getting, right. And getting more and more and more stepping stones. That's exactly right. Will and Grace was, you know, maybe had its problems. But guess what? It showed... Men in relationships with men on TV. And so we need those stepping stones. Because we need the stepping stones because to go full way... It's not going to get the money. It's not going to get the big stars. It's not going to get the attention. Yep. You have to kind of like trick people. Yeah. A little bit. Totally. You have to ease into it. A little spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go you down. You can't for like some hit people. them over the head with it. You're right. You got to sneak it in. That's such a wow, good point. I am so passionate about this. Thank <sighs> you for bringing this up. I'm getting like. Yes. No, I, I it's in, and we're talking specifically about gender identity and sexuality, but obviously this is a big problem with race as well. Mm. Um, I think no, about it's it. not. <laughs> You disagree. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is. Um, so I think about it too. Like there, ha- there has been a good amount of queer visibility in media in the past couple of years, but it feels like every time there's a gay character, it's played by a straight actor. Um, like Call Me by Your Name was amazing, and I love it so much. But I was still watching two men play gay, and yeah. also we do this thing when people like 
play a gender identity or sexual identity that is not their own. We act like it's so brave. We give them awards because mm-hmm. it's just like as if they had made themselves ugly brave. in a movie like, you know, like monster. Brave one more exactly. time. Exactly. Well, we do. We act like so like you know, the Oscars, the Academy loves to award roles like when Charlize Theron wore ugly prosthetics to become a serial killer monster and it's like we treat Jared Leto playing a trans woman the same way. We're like, oh my God, you made yourself into this horrible thing and you're so brave for it, you know? Yeah. It was transformative. Well, I, I'm i more interested in seeing like a, a marginalized person play themselves and share their story. I guess the problem is money. They're just like uh, this movie... What was it called? Called it had a really bad name. Dallas Buyers Club, the one no, with Jared the Leto. No, the one with Char- uh, Scarlett. Oh, the one that she actually did, yeah. uh, Ghost in the Shell. No, the the one that isn't getting done. Oh, I'm sorry. I sorry, I for- it has a bad. I do not enjoy the name. I, of it. The one about Dante Tex Gill. I yeah. f- I'm not sure what that's called. I um, I forget what I was gonna say about it, but um, it does kind of suck because oh, I was just gonna say they're afraid to make it. They're afraid. They wanted money. Right. They were only thinking of money. They weren't thinking about people or progress or evolution. Right. Um, or representation or anything. But it kind of sucks now because she stepped down. It's not getting made. Right. And it's a great story. Well, no, I think they're still making it. Um, I don't think they ha- I don't think so. I, oh, interesting. It wasn't happening for a while. Maybe something new has happened. Yeah, but hopefully. The, I think the right thing for her to do is say, you know what? I almost starred in this, so I support the story. I like the story. I'm going to help fund it. I'm producing it. Yeah, I'm yeah. investing. Yeah. You're, you're, then you can be involved, but you can... This is your chance. Right. You believed the you story should be told. It. She she blew it. It's such a blew good point. It. And it's tricky because, like, would milk have been made if Dustin Hoffman wasn't in it? If it wasn't a star vehicle? But then it's also, like, we won't get movie stars who are trans and who are gay until we start putting those people in movies. It would have been so awesome if she would have backed this movie and then had a trans actor. Yeah. Like, yeah. it would have been awesome. Because then, guess what? Maybe that trans actor would have become a movie star and then they do a star vehicle with them in it, right? I know. It's like I you guess can't... If the step stones are a little too close together yeah is that a way to say it yeah i think that's a great metaphor great analogy okay um yeah i almost feel like we should have a segment sometime we should have a guest where we disagree with them because i feel like we are constantly agreeing with each other yeah that's a good point (laughs) it's actually something interesting about your podcast challenge for me you're making it worse because they didn't always agree with each other maybe we should i have an idea ready We'll, we'll talk later. I have yeah. an idea of someone that likes the show that we uh, I get in fights with, like fun fights. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the segment could be called Convince Me. Or like Beat Out Brawl. <laughs> oh. Go live in a village. <laughs> <laughs> That's segment name. Done. Done. And I get to say that all the time. Okay. Ugh. Okay. Well, we are win, really win. getting a lot done. Okay. All right, y'all. If you want to listen to the whole episode, which you should, this is from Keep It, and the episode is hilariously titled Scarlett Johansson Through the First Brick at Stonewall. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that tickles I'm me. I'm so glad you said that because that title needs to get a lot of attention. It does. It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> I'm ready for no comment. Are you? Me too. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, I have to really psych myself up for it because no comment is the, the segment mm. where we play a clip we, and then we do not editorialize after. It so kind of sucks that we didn't have no comment when you lost your voice, but that's true. Sometimes the timing just doesn't work out. It's true. It's a good point. So I'll introduce the clip and then we'll play it without without um, comment. But this comes to us from Query, the beautiful podcast from Cameron Esposito, who we also love from Put Your Hands Together, where she talks to a diverse group of folks from the LGBTQ plus community about their queer experience. So there have been so many moments in this podcast that have made me rethink just basically everything I ever thought I ever knew. Um, And if you haven't listened, you absolutely should. This episode's guest is Amber Hikes, who is the executive director in the Office of the LGBT Affairs in Philadelphia. But you might know her because she was integral in creating the Philly Pride flag, which was that flag that added a black and brown stripe at the bottom of the rainbow flag to represent the exclusion of queer folks of color in the gay community and in the conversation about our history and the fight for our civil rights. Speaking of Stonewall, (laughs) turns out really the civil rights movement, this gay civil rights movement was, you know, launched by these trans women of color who were fighting back. Anyway, in this clip, Amber and Cameron are discussing how we can all do better in the fight for equality in a really simple way. 
you're talking about the difference with, and this is so great. And I, I don't often hear people talk about it this way, but you're talking about the difference between like allyship and accomplishment. And what you're talking, and at this point, we really need, especially in this this political climate, we need to be all moving towards a place of accomplishment, right? And so sometimes that means putting ourselves on the line. It means speaking up when it's necessary. Um, but what I call it is, is really being political in place. Mm. So finding out how you can um, exercise this kind of this kind of accomplishment wherever you are. So if that means putting your money where your mouth is, that's cool. What what I love is this this idea of um, looking at the privilege that you hold in the spaces that you're in, stepping up when that's necessary, stepping back when it's necessary, right? So my identities, I told you before, I'm a black woman. That's a lot of marginalized identities. Like you said, I'm also cis. So I am often exhausted and don't feel like fighting sexism and homophobia and racism, but I always got time to fight some trans people, right? So you coming for trans folks, non-binary folks, you're going to get this work, right? Like that's, I'm going to step up and do that because I have the space for that, but I'm damn sure going to call in some white folks to deal with some some crazy racist jack. That I'm is, always, I don't feel like some people because I don't have that. time for that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Take a break. I got I got racism for like 10 minutes. For the re- for the next 10 minutes, I got this. That clip came to us from Query with Cameron Esposito and the guest was Amber Hikes. I have a new segment. I can't wait. It's kind of cheating because it really is just a segment. But I'm giving it a new snazzy name. It's called Pep Talk. Wait, why is it cheating? Because it's just a segment. But it's okay. I thought it's, we could start it is introducing brand new, like though. yes, inspirational messages we hear, like Ooh. a pep talk for you. Yeah, like a little to, like, psych get yourself ramped up. up. Yeah, I love it. So this was on the day that I was deciding what job to take. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I really was literally changing my mind every 15 seconds. It was a very hard decision. I love my job right now. It's very hard, but I'm doing this very exciting thing um, that actually has some things to do with podcasting. So I'm really excited. But it was a hard decision. And the day that I was making up my mind, I was on my walk home. I took a long walk home because walking solves everything. And I was listening to a new podcast called How to Fail with Elizabeth Day, who was one of my authors that I worked with at Little Brown. Interesting. She wrote this book called The Party. Um, and I'm actually obsessed with her. She's really smart. She can write. She's fun and beautiful and strong and brave. She's hilarious. Um, her book, The Party, by the way, is really fun. And then How to Fail, she celebrates the things that haven't gone right for people. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm in this job that's very comfortable that I love. And then I have this chance to take a very dangerous, like, risky situation that's possibly very exciting. And I'm trying to decide what to do. And then I hear this message and I thought, wow, I heard this just when I needed to. And I even think that Justin needs to hear it at this time too. So um, here writer Dolly Alderton is talking about how she had this very easy job. She was good at it, making money. She was comfortable. Um, Her boss calls her in for a breakfast meeting and basically fires her so that she can go and be comfortable, uncomfortable and face her dreams because she knows that's what she needs to do. Let's listen to how to fail. And then the next morning, I got a text from her really early. And she was like, can we have a breakfast meeting? And we went out for breakfast and she said, I can't let you stay here. I can't let you. She said, I won't forgive myself if I renew your contract. She said, you're too comfortable. You're here for the wrong reasons. You could happily plod along and be a totally average TV development producer and we'd be happy to have you but you're not using your skill set and this isn't what you want to do and she said I think you need to go be a writer and I think to do that you have to go be a bit uncomfortable and you have to go get out of your comfort zone and it was the best thing she ever did and it was hell afterwards for about a year truly truly hell financially it was a nightmare I went from bad job to bad job having been so comfortable in this place with people that I loved and knew and they knew and loved me it was such a shock to the system and it was a year of failure after failure, really. But it was the best thing I ever did. How old were you? 25, 26. And do you think, looking back, that sometimes the bravest decisions do seem the scariest? Definitely. And also, I just think that the magic is in that uncomfortable space mm. sometimes. Not forever, obviously. But paradigm shifts, you know, if you want big things to change... 
there's like a big gap in between those two places and that gap normally feels very unsteady. It's not very comfortable. You feel like you're starting again. You feel like you have to prove yourself. You feel like you have to learn loads of stuff. But that's where I think you really do great work in between those two places. I love the idea that there's magic in the uncomfortable space. I'd never thought about that before. Yeah. And I needed this delivered to me at that moment. Have you ever yeah. thought about this before? I, I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but as soon as you hear it, it makes so much sense. And I think anyone who's ever achieved a dream knows exactly what that feels like too, because it's not just about uh, a, um, like a stumble along the way. It's it, that also happens when you get what you want. I just remember having specific career goals and achieving it and being like, wow, this is scary and hard and exactly what I asked for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard though. Like in the moment to make that decision. It is. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, And I really thought it was really cool that her boss fired her. It's kind of impressive. I don't know if I would have the guts to do that to an employee. Because I kind of feel like, I mean, I love my boss at Little Brown and it's his job to keep me in that job. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to keep me in that job. He wasn't thinking, no, 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 go. Right. This other job is really cool. Right. And right. it's his job to keep me. He was doing his job. He was doing everything he could to get me to stay. Yep. And he's wonderful. And one of the reasons I didn't want to leave was because of him. And yeah. I cried when I told him. Yeah. But I wondered what it would have been like if he would have just said, you know what? You need to go. I support you. I think it sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I needed to hear that. And that I think I want to be more cognizant of that. Mm. Hearing something when the right moment when you need to hear it. Totally. Because we know we were talking about psychics last week. Like Mm. I feel like if sometimes those messages come and just being more aware that they're out there and coming to you and not not ignoring them. Anteater. Anteater. It's a callback to that a clip was we the played on uh, the title of the segment. Right yeah, <laughs> I love this. No, I like that you were sort of open to the connection in in the decision making you were having, and I love the discovery of this uncomfortable, this magic and comfortable space. Yeah, so great. So listen to that again if you ever need a little, if you're ever like making little, a change. Well, pep talk. Yeah, little pep talk. For example, <laughs> I don't know. We could call it pep talk. Okay, now let's go on to segment. Segment. The we segment. Made it. Yeah. The segment where we talk about other things we like. Yeah. I never say this part. I like it. Because you we have other interests. Yeah. You don't I'm tell not, us what to do. I'm not good at the, explaining this Well, segment. I kept interrupting you, to be totally honest. It's, I think you true. did a great job. It's Wait, do you, want to, do you want to start from the top? I'll give you a second chance mm-hmm. without interruption, because you're great at this. Um, Eric, you interrupt women way too much. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's tough to hear, <laughs> but just, I'm open to that oh, feedback. Oh, I shouldn't have even said it. I, the only reason I said it was because I'm totally joking. Okay, segment segment is a segment where we talk about something we're into that has nothing to do with podcasts because we have other interests. How's yeah. that? We hate podcasts. Yeah, now we do. For this segment, we for, fucking for hate podcasts. For one pod- segment. If you even say that word, the P word, I'm going to rip your brains out of your ears. What, whoa, P, whoa. what P word? I don't even know any words that start with P. Yeah, I don't either. The, the whole letter <laughs> has just been extinct i don't yeah. know okay what is your segment segment so i see it in the show notes and i don't understand uh, of so course you don't because it makes no sense actually um my sister no yes got six <gasps> chickens i this was like three months ago. She got little baby chicks. This is the best idea she's ever had. It's true. She got th- these cute little six baby, baby fluff balls. My older sister. Oh, I bet. Because her daughter is obsessed them. with animals. And they were just these t- funny little tiny fluff balls. They fit in a box three months ago. Well, I went to visit them this past weekend. And they are no longer little fluff balls. They are giant chickens with personalities and cra- they look so cool. They are so cool. They are so cool. Anyway, I'm obsessed with chickens. Are they smarter than a fifth grader? So here's the thing. They're smarter than you think. Hmm. You're like, they're supposed to be dumb, right? Like they kind of like just peck at like shiny objects. They pecked at my wedding ring. Like they like <gasps> one of my wedding ring. Anyway. They're assholes. I looked up. No, they're fantastic. Okay. You take that back. I'm sorry. I don't like you being attacked for. Oh, no, neg- it wasn't. It didn't even hurt. It didn't hurt at I all. I know, but I feel like they were being homophobic. Oh, pfft. It was a hate crime, and I've moved I'm past it. I'm very angry. <laughs> okay, so I looked up, how smart are chickens? 
here are some of the highlights oh, that I found. Wait, did you literally type in how smart are chickens Correct. into Google? Okay. Correct. Um, okay, so chickens... This, this website, by the way, looks legit. It is okay. so legit. And I, I looked at other websites, too, just to confirm. Okay. But they have the capacity to demonstrate self-control and even to consider the future. Like, they... You know, they've done studies where they choose delayed gratification instead of instant gratification. That shows smarts. Chickens actually have good memories. They can remember up to 100 different human faces. That's smart. Chickens understand object permanence, which is to say that if it's taken away and hidden from their sight, it continues to exist. That's kind of a big indicator of animal intelligence. Um, like primates, chickens are socially complex creatures, which means they organize community. In fact, Hens, sometimes if there's a group of hens, one will take on the role of a rooster, and they may even start to crow like a rooster. Isn't that so interesting? Um, and they have the capacity to empathize. They can actually protect each other. They can protect their own chicks, and they will even protect chicks that are not related to them, which is unusual in the animal kingdom. Chickens are smart, and I love them. That's all. Um, I'm not trying to like discount this website or anything, but... Um it says the most popular article on the website is, uh, or the most popular topic is diatomaceous earth. Just to give you a sense of the kind of website we're looking at. And I just had to Google that. It's a soft, crumbly, porous sedimentary deposit. Diatomaceous? Diatomaceous. I don't even know how to say it. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like it's a really wow. sciencey website like really about all sorts of factual science. science things. I guess. Sure. Yes. No, I believe. Wait, let me see the picture. <laughs> this is me. Well, that doesn't even look real. We should post this picture, but it's me it's and my sister and my real. niece it's holding chickens. These are also, some of the most Eric's beautiful chickens you've ever seen. <laughs> they are. They're really pretty. They're actually. pretty chickens. Yeah, yeah. Do they have names? Yeah, of course. Their names are Peppa. Peppa likes to be held. Peppa's a really sweet one. Looks oh, like a rooster. You were saying one of them's name was Peppa likes to be held. And I was oh. like, that is so cute. <laughs> no, just Peppa. This is Patty that I'm showing to you. Patty was my favorite. She is so white and fluffy. I vote for Patty every time. These two, this is Moana and Hey Hey. Hey Hey. Hey Hey was the chicken in Moana, right? And then there are two chickens named after my niece's grandmothers, so Cece and Bon Bon. That's so... Stop it. This is my niece hugging Stop it. Peppa. Send that? You know what I want you to do with that photo? I, big Buck's idea. Tell me. You know how when you buy photo frames, there's like a picture already in there? <laughs> it's usually like a person in a wedding gown? Yeah. Th- that that's instead. That's the new one. I think you're I would right. buy any frame. Holding a I would buy hands down any frame. There's my mom holding Peppa. I would hands down hold any frame with your mom holding yeah, Peppa Just in it. whatever it costs. Do it. Sold. Okay. okay. That's my segment segment. Wow. <laughs> nice. Chickens. DJ Wu, do you have one this week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the movie Eighth Grade. Yes, that was a killer movie. That um, was Eric's last time. Do you were you you remember that? Yeah. Oh shit. No, but this is great. Affirm more that love, yeah, more that. love. We, we hadn't seen it yet, so yeah. Don't know if I want kids. Greatest experience because it made me realize it made me realize that I don't know how my niece feels because yeah. she is actually going through the exact age right now. This is like the same, the exact same phase. Right? Yeah. It made me realize I don't know how she feels about this kind of thing. And hmm. even though it's like from an adult perspective, it's like, oh, yeah, I know how that like I can relate. But like. I have no fucking idea what that even what that's like now, especially with social media and like just the social pressure there. Um, it is terrifying. Yeah, because it's really different now for an so eighth grader than when okay. we were in eighth grade. Yeah. On the count of three. Say your favorite scene. Okay. One, two, three. The scene at the end where they oh. were... Oh, I thought we were going like, to go on and on. Oh. I thought everyone was going to do okay, it. Ready. Okay, ready. One, two, three. When the she scene first at the gets end the where they were having the dinner with the, kind of the McNuggets kind of and the dips. And, she, and then like, it's like she kind of realizes the that these are her people. She doesn't have to impress it's the like, popular it's on people. Her to just, she can like, really live her life have to find a friend and like a normal guy who's like a little nerdy. her into the pool party. Oh, my God. The sauce. And all the sauces. All the sauces. The, so- the end. Pr- hey, listen, go see it and stay till the end because the end scene is Honestly, the adorable. scene that you both were talking about, that is a really good scene. It's too. cute. Yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend yeah. the movie. Cool. Good one. I'm glad you all liked it. Yeah, I loved it. Loved it. It's great. Um, L- LKP. My segment segment is the clothes game, which is what I call when I ask DJ Jaywoo, what should I wear tomorrow? Because sometimes I just like want inspiration and he's so good at it because he doesn't tell me exactly what to wear, but he says like strange 
words and themes. Like he'll be like lightning yes. horn or like animal pink or uh, <sighs> stars neon. You know, like he says things. And Abstract then I go to my concepts. closet and I'm kind of like, what do I have that like is, or the other day we were like he- red skulls and like, you Ooh. say skulls a lot. You better start buying me some skull clothes. <laughs> um, but so, and it, cause it also has to be something that I want to wear. So I have to like, it's like a game where I go through my closet and I try to find the perfect thing based on the rules. And it's really fun. That's a cute idea. And then idea. all day people are like, I like your outfit. And I'm like, my husband kind of picked it out. He inspired it. Yeah, my husband makes me wear certain clothes. <laughs> I'm in an abusive relationship. Save Send me. help. Yeah. SOS. You know what the clothes game looks like at my house? What? It's like I get dressed and then Alan is like, are you wearing that? <laughs> oh, that's fun. Woo, it's a game. Because we're just really playful and romantic. <laughs> Yay, win every time. He, you both have lots of style, so this sort of like inspired by a few fun words like, works be, for oh you all. God. You know what we should do? Oh, my God. What? Please just say yes before I tell you what it is. The answer is yes. Okay. Do I get should, to dress in your clothes? For one week. Next week. Yes. We'll all play the clothes game. <gasps> so, like, you pick. DJ Jewel picks. But, like, and you have to, like, do it. Listen, you just do it as best you can. Yeah, sure. In your own interpretation. Yeah, sure. And we'll document it. Five days. Dig it. Clothes game. Dig it. Okay, I, everybody my, deal. my clothes are so much ho- more boring. I hope you have some skull clothes because <laughs> skulls come up a lot. Maybe I should let you borrow a skull necklace or something. Do you mind? Or just get a skull tattoo. Uh, a tattoo. That would make it so much easier. Yeah, that would really She's ready to wear. 10 in the morning. It's true. You win this clothes game every day. All right, group group clothes game. Oh my God, guys. Into it. We did it. We made it to the end. We got passionate. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It's true. Thanks for being here with us. And we, thanks to Kara, our editor. And thanks to everyone who's rated us on iTunes and the people that in the future will rate us on iTunes. Thank you in advance. Agreed. And thanks to you too, DJ J Wu, LKP. Did we forget to thank anyone? Thank you. Uh, We forgot to thank. thank We don't need to thank them. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Just the people that rated us. We forgot to thank my aunt Tina. Thank Hey Hey. Who... <gasps> yeah, thank hey, you. Hey, 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 really supports us. You get it. Yeah. Thank you to all six chickens Peppa, Hey, Hey, Moana, Patty, Bon Bon, and Cece. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.